0: Welcome to the first ever groundbreaking edition of the PFF Daily Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Brown. Every day, we're going to have a new set of betting analysts run through about 15 minutes of betting advice to give you a daily play every night for you to enjoy and entertain with. Today, I'm joined by the one and only Eric Eager, who some would consider one of the godfathers of PFF betting. Eric, how are you doing today? I mean, in
1: a year where we've had to settle for Madden Sims and KBO Baseball and then eventually Bubble and Wubble games, uh, I'm so excited for uh,
0: the football season to start. So I'm doing great. How about you, Ben? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So if you don't know, Eric has been instrumental in a lot of the betting tools that PFF now has available. We have NFL and NCA Green Line. We have a new player props tool, power rankings, along with numerous fantasy projections. All of those can be had for a PFF subscription with promo code kick off 30 that's 30% off any pff subscription that'll get you access to all of our tools we're going to discuss unfortunately we're still a couple days out from nfl and college football so some things like the player props don't necessarily have in information so i thought maybe we could take a quick look back at some future bets that we have had or liked in the off season that may still be available or else have gained a significant amount of value for us this offseason eric are there any ones that you've uh, enjoyed greatly this offseason
1: Absolutely. I mean, you and I have gotten down a little bit on uh, the Los Angeles Rams, a team that's been, you know, on the forefront of the NFC uh, for a couple of years. They obviously made the Super Bowl two years ago. They were nine and seven last year. Um, You know, this number opened around nine. Um, We took that at an average price uh, of about minus 115. Um, Now it depends upon where you shop, Ben, but I think uh, that number is is eight and a half or eight where, where I see it. Um, So again, this is one where, I mean, I think you really
0: have to be against the Rams at this point to like that under yeah I would agree I mean I do I did like it initially right at nine I think we even saw it nine and a half really early in the season I know places like DraftKings Sportsbook have that all the way down to eight kind of juice towards that under so it's an interesting spot I don't really think um, you know PFF in general is too high on Jared Goff I know I personally am not a huge fan of Cooper Cup Um, you know Bob Woods of course is definitely a dynamic receiver that both of us definitely enjoy but I just think there's um, some issues there related to what that team's going to put forth and I do think that nfc west is just going to be a tough division for them i could see them losing um you know four games essentially between the seahawks and the 49ers at that point which i do think is going to hinder them getting to that over so i definitely like that spot quite a bit i think
1: a few you know our pure projections would say they go on they go eight or fewer wins um, you know, 56% of the time. And that's without even some of the modeling, you know, associated with what they're going to go through, which is losing a ton of players in the second. They lost Nicole Robby Coleman. They lost Eric Weddle, um, you know, Taleb and Peters are gone from the start of last season. I know they get Ramsey, but we know that secondary play is sort of a weak link system. Um, they, they also lose Corey Littleton at the linebacker spot, uh, as well as Dante Fowler playing the edge. And I think most importantly, they lose their kicker in 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 uh, uh, Zerline as well as Jim Fossil to go along with the most important piece of their defense, which is uh, Wade Phillips, um, you know, subtweeting the very people that disparaged Aaron Donald today. Uh, it's just there's a lot of there's a lot of tail risk, I think, with L.A. this year, um, in which case I don't think I could ever be on the over. Now, in some places, Ben, I see I see eight and a half on bet online, I see that at plus one ten towards the under. Um that might have some that might have more value, but if you're gonna go for a sample to someplace like FanDuel, the under there is is eight and minus one thirty five. And I know you saw it at DraftKings
0: at even lower than that. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a line that you're going to have to shop around on at this point, but I do think that there could be some potential value. I do think I like it at eight and a half uh, paying more for that juice to the downside than I do hitting it at eight. Um, I should look maybe at where our simulations land in the majority of those situations, but I do think getting that extra half win uh, could be crucial to hitting that under. So that's definitely a spot I like. You know, another one that we've uh, been targeting quite a bit this offseason is, uh, you know, going to come up in this Thursday night football game, the Texans to make the playoffs here at plus 154. I know a lot of people have been down on the Texans, uh trading away DeAndre Hopkins, not really knowing or understanding what their uh identity might be on the offensive side of the football, but it looks like Deshaun is gonna be in town here for a while. And I think that kind of puts to rest some of the fears that maybe he struggles this year, or has a, you know, a setback year or something like that, because they don't really have the offensive weapons around him. I'm wondering what you kind of think of that bet.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think with these, with everything like this, it's good to be a year ahead. Right. So, um, you know, take a team. I think of teams like green Bay. I think of teams like Houston, the off season wasn't great for them. I mean, Houston traded away more picks got less value. They trade away their best player. Don't get a whole lot green Bay. I mean, green Bay's first, second and third round pick are all third stringer below right now on their depth chart. But, that's not really going to hinder what these teams are doing when you think about okay they have a quarterback in place they have a head coach in place and it's going to be really hard for teams like that not to make seven team playoffs right so you know you and I in june and july got 144 that's where it is at fanduel right now you can get it uh, as you said is 154 i believe on draftkings when when you look at that division okay indianapolis they're the favorite they, there's more to it. I, 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 am I'm, I'm bullish on them long-term, you know, Reich seems great. River seems like a good addition. Uh, you know, Buckner is a good player, although they gave up quite a bit for him. Um, and then Tennessee, we like their continuity, but something could go wrong with either one of those two teams. And Houston always seems like that team where it's like, geez, you know, I don't like them going into the year, but I can totally see, you know, Watson, just like six games worth of him just being a, a Superman and not losing against anybody. Uh, the, the, the tricky thing here has been that the schedule that they start out with is really tough. So, um, they're almost going to have to do it like they did in 2018, where they start out 0 and 3 and they just, you know, truck through, um, you know, a schedule there there after that.
0: Yeah, right. I definitely agree with you. I do think Deshaun Watson is essentially, you know, a top three or four quarterback at this point. I think he's proven that. Obviously, if Brandon Cooks is at all banged up, it sounds like he has uh, potentially a quadricep or hamstring injury. I think uh, his deep threat capabilities, is, um, you know, are needed in this offense. Of course, they also have Will Fuller. They have you know, Kenny Stills, they have a lot of receivers that do essentially the same thing. Um, but I, I like what you said, especially about Bill O'Brien. I know we've talked about this a little bit more off air, but I think separating out what Bill O'Brien does as a head coach compared to what he's actually doing as a GM are two completely different things. I know he gets a lot of flack for, um, you know, some of the personnel decisions that he's put forth, especially lately. But I do think when it comes to, you know, offensive and defensive schemes and stuff like that, I do think Bill O'Brien is still one of the best in the business, according to some of our models and things like that. So I do like what the Texans are able to do. And I do think getting that plus price is definitely um a quality futures bet that's still available for a lot of people if they're looking for some action here. Even if they do start 0-1 on Thursday night. So
1: yeah, so what about, I mean, this bet here? Because we've gotten we got it down at probably what it was at 965 and a half. Um, I see it right now on on FanDuel at 919 and a half. Wrote about this early in the offseason. What is your take now on Lamar Jackson? over
0: 919 and a half rushing yards yeah i mean i just don't see it at all i think there are a number of situations where it's just best to be on the under on player season long player prop totals this year i think um you know i'm not sure we should potentially be projecting players to miss maybe one or two games i do think that the focus on lamar jackson is going to be much more forcing him to actually throw the football of course they have a plethora of running backs as well so i do think that the inflated rushing yards total that we saw last year was probably an outlier performance from lamar jackson even though he's you know been exceptional. In a short career at that time i just think that being on the downside of that is definitely the correct and logical play definitely according to our fantasy projections as well so
1: yeah i mean 9.99 and a half is where it opened i think our fantasy projections are a little bit high on him but at the same time i mean the the thing is is this this is kind of a sucker bet in that you're looking at a 1200 yard rusher last year and um, he missed a game because they were so far ahead in the standings. And so I think people are going to say, well, yeah, sure. He can rush for that much. I mean, this is only what 75% of that number. And he missed a game last year. I think a lot of people, you know, are underscoring sort of like probably what is going to be a fundamental change in the, in the um, uh, Ravens offense and a fundamental change in the game script for that team. When design runs are probably not going to be the norm when they're not ahead as much nearly as much as they were a season ago when they led the league in that category
0: yeah i think that's a really good point i do think that their game flow in general probably won't be as conducive to him hitting that over yardage total prop so i do think that i'm definitely on board with that is there any other uh season-long player props or futures or should we kind of take a look maybe just really initially at one or two uh games that we like this e- weekend either from college or uh, nfl perspective
1: yeah i mean let's just let's just look briefly at a game where i think that the number is is going to move a little bit uh or already has um you know tennessee traveling to uh denver here von miller it looks like he's out for the season um you know tennessee's a team we really like uh this number has moved from denver plus two and a half where i think you and i got it early in the offseason this has gone all the way to tennessee minus two and a half let's let's just briefly talk about what that means because i think when people see a five-point swing they think oh my gosh that's tremendous but that's not really going through any key numbers is it
0: ben no it's not i mean the zero is essentially worth nothing i do i do we did get it at uh plus two and a half for tennessee early in the offseason i think this morning when i was checking it was still minus one for the titans so it does look like that line um adjusted probably like a point and a half basically uh towards the titans after the von miller news is kind of what i would project it out to be but these movements in between you know zero and until you kind of get up to three aren't necessarily uh significant line moves based on the probability for where the game's actually going to end. So I know we talk a lot about line movement, but I think, you know, defining what is significant line movement versus what is not is very important to do as well. So it's not until you really start crossing those key numbers that, um, this line movement's really going to benefit you. I know picking up a half point here or there is kind of what people quote unquote define as being on the sharp side or the sharp action or at least getting the sharp number but a lot of those half point movements um aren't necessarily as significant as getting something at like you know minus three and a half versus minus three and stuff like that right i
1: mean when when you look at this week the real the biggest line move so far has been green bay from plus three and a half at u.s bank stadium to plus two i mean like that three i mean you know, depending upon what the line is, but like 9% of games land on three, that's a huge move. This move is, is something certainly, but I think what it also is, is just a reflection early in the off season. I think people were trying to price home field advantage in at almost a full number. That's not going to be the case. Denver in September is a double whammy because it's, it's altitude and heat a night game, a game that starts at eight, uh you know mountain time isn't going to have the type of heat there and then also you know tennessee is i think a lot stronger in people's minds than people thought especially now when you look at this game like it, it might be less the vaughn miller and it might be the collection of vaughn miller plus Jadavion Clowney that's sort of moving this number again through a bunch of non-key numbers but still uh you know a
0: a, a move nonetheless Yeah, right. I mean, basically moving from like a minus one or even minus two number all the way to a plus two number is essentially... Um, pretty equivalent in value, maybe just slightly more than actually just moving between two and a half to three points. So um, yes, it matters, but it probably doesn't matter as much as even like a one point movement between two and a half and three and a half would matter. So um, it's interesting. I do think that you brought up another interesting point, and that is how are betting markets and bettors going to adjust to a new understanding of home field advantage now i don't think that home field advantage necessarily equates directly to fans or crowd or even you know this idea of crowd noise i do think there are probably a few other hidden or you know potentially unknown factors that play into a home field advantage i'm just wondering when you're doing your types of modeling what sort of things are you adjusting for home field advantage in this new normal that we have in 2020
1: it's kind of just a guess at this point i mean right now I put it at I put true home field advantage at probably a point a point and a half depending upon where it is. So that's down from two two and a half. but we've we've seen that home field advantage has gone down precipitously over the past few years anyway. So I, I've basically said, okay, it's going to be about a point and a half less than what it normally is. Um, and obviously, you know going to adjust that depending upon you know what we see here, you know, it, our, our colleague Timo, you know wrote an article about not, uh overreacting to early weeks i think that's going to be one of the things that we have to do i mean i you know it's just going to be one of those things we you know we're going to trust the market and the market is pricing in home field advantage at least at least early on um but uh you know some of the sides we've been on or, or are going to be on are going to be road teams because i think it's still a bit overpriced
0: Right. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I think it's going to be uh, an interesting start to the season. One like we have never uh, expected or experienced before, I guess, at this point. But I think when uh, there's, you know, that relative unknown, I do think that that also creates opportunity for those that are, um, you know, either first to market or first to adjust to the certain changing variables that we have before us now so it'll be good and with that in mind we here at the pff daily betting podcast are going to be with you every step of the way to bring you uh, the latest insights research and knowledge that we have um along with all the tools so again if you want to get in on that ground floor use kickoff 30 promo code will get you 30 percent off any pff elite or edge subscription i'm ben brown i'm your host Eric I appreciate you joining me today it's been a lot of fun we will be back again tomorrow we're going to have a new set of rotating hosts and it should be uh good so if you want in get that subscribe button and uh follow us along on this daily journey thank you